You are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. Thanks for tuning in and joining us for another episode of HR After Dark. We are here to talk a little bit more about reopening um, in the midst of COVID-19. I don't know about you or where your state is at, but currently in South Carolina, we're looking at next week as most non-essential businesses are opening back up their physical workplaces. And we want to talk about some of the precautions and some of the steps. And even if we're currently still in the phases of quarantine or even you know going back into the workplace, these are tips that you need to think about because we made a sudden shift in the United States to immediate remote work. And we probably took some hits and uh, some lessons there. And what we would do differently if even we maintain remote work or have to go through some type of crisis and respond accordingly again. But we also want to take, we want to take the opportunity to have a more methodical approach, hopefully, and returning back into the workplace. It was a, a huge shift for many businesses that were not prepared for their employees to work remotely, to have a distributed workforce. And so, and we do have resources on our website as well, free resources and, and otherwise to help businesses still with maintaining a remote workforce. But there's a lot of pressure, I think, from a business standpoint, and I can relate to that. So again, my name is Jada Willis. I'm the CEO and founder of Willis HR. We do have an office space, but we help so many different clients and small businesses throughout the United States. And I know there's economic pressure right now. And it, it only you know makes sense from a business standpoint to return to the workspace, trying to get back to business as usual. I think that we can kind of let go of, quote unquote, business as usual. There is a new normal. And I know everyone's talking about that and using that phrase. But it's the responsibility of a business to understand that to really help your employees as well as your clients and your customers. If you're going to thrive, you know, past and post uh, a COVID-19 world. And so and as I know, there are huge pressures from an economic standpoint. I have absolutely no question about that. But there's also pressure on people. And I think that's the piece where we're not necessarily focusing on. I know that's difficult from a leader standpoint or from a business owner standpoint, because you want to focus first on the financials. But the other piece is if you don't have the right people in place and you don't have people in place in general as your employees, then they won't, will not be able to fulfill the request of your clients, right? So there are some tips that I have in, in just taking care of your employees, but then also doing certain steps that are also going to protect your business as well. So just know that perception is reality. And I'm sure you've heard that phrase before as well, but what employees perceive is what they will actually believe is happening. So I like to use the example Whenever I was in HR with Target, so we would have sometimes dramatically low guest satisfaction scores when it came to cleaning the restroom. And I promise this is completely relevant to what we're talking about today. So we would have dramatically low restroom scores. And so sometimes I know that there were leaders, um, they're called uh, LODs, and they would actually put the cleaning cart outside of the, the restroom. Right. And so what we'd see in the coming weeks is a dramatic increase in satisfaction from guests on what they say in the cleanliness. Why is that? Nothing changed. It's actually the, the cleaning schedule didn't change. It was the perception. It was, 
okay, this is in progress. It's happening. This is a priority. So I would like to relate that back to from an employee base. It is important to communicate what your plans are to maintain their safety. So some of those things would be, hey, here's our cleaning schedule. And here's the, the, not just the cleaning schedule, but what are we doing whenever we are cleaning? How's the deep dive cleaning taking place? How often is it occurring? But also, is there visible hand sanitizer, even cleaning wipes? And, you know, even is there anything that you can do to help with the door? What that means is limiting the employee's ability or even having to open the door or even nudge the door with their arm. I know that I've seen multiple resources of like employers actually installing these like door locks or or blocks where you can keep it open and or you can push it with um, your foot and open the door. So it's limiting that contact that you have with surfaces, common surfaces. And some of the things that we did even before we went 100% remote, you know, cleaning doorknobs, things of that nature. When you list that out and then and you can see that it's happening or it's perceived to be happening, then I think it eases the worries of your employee base and it makes them feel more comfortable even returning back to the workplace. And then what PPE do you have available to your employees? Is it mask? And I know the city of Columbia is working on handing out and giving free mask and other PPE, excuse me, to small businesses in the Columbia area. But I know many cities are also taking part in doing that as well. I think it's important that so many, um, I, I know side hustles are happening and maybe your friends and family are even making masks. And I think that it's, it'd be good to even support small businesses as they've you know pivot to making some of this protective wear. And, and you can also, from the employee standpoint, use gloves or, you know, leaders. But even as you're returning back to the workplace, think about a phased approach. It doesn't mean that we all run to, if you have 30 employees, it doesn't mean that all 30 employees return back to the same physical workspace. I would, I would stop and talk to your leaders. And also even if you want to get the opinion of your employees and what their comfort level is as well, that may not always be the case, or you may not always have that luxury of asking your employees their opinion. But I do think from a leadership standpoint, think through how can we do a phased approach? Should we even um, stagger scheduling? How do we move our physical workplace where there is social distancing? These are things to think about. And also in returning back is that maybe you bring back a handful of employees or just a couple of employees each week so that you also stagger the amount of individuals that are in this physical workspace. And you're also kind of monitoring society and the community on what is also going on. Um, hopefully it will allow some time for COVID-19 to that we, we hit the pinnacle and, and hopefully the cases actually decrease uh, dramatically. That's our goal. But it is of the utmost importance to have transparency with your employees on what your plans are, what your intentions are. Keep communication very much open and alive. I think it will contribute to building trust and just managing even misinformation or rumors that could take place. And as your employees are coming back together, you do not want, you know, negativity or even misinformation being compounded. So you can get as a leader, you can get ahead of that and control the narrative, control the messaging to your employee base. Now understands so for from an employer standpoint, understand that families first Coronavirus Response Act. So that's offering the paid and unpaid leave. 
it still applies until December 31st. So what does that mean? So even if we're returning back into the physical workspace, your employees can still request this emergency paid sick leave or emergency FMLA. And, you know, the same rules still apply. So if you need to refresh on those, we have several pieces of information on our our website, willishr.com, a summary of the guidelines and uh, parameters of the FFCRA. And please make sure that as an employer, you're aware of just how this applies to your work group and that you're actually also focused on timekeeping and making sure that you're documenting your employees' time correctly. Uh, this is more important than ever. I would hate to see that in the midst of, you know, a pandemic that you also have, you know, just other uh, litigation or legal liability when it comes to from an employee perspective. Now, unfortunately, we've already, we being the Willis HR team, the Willis HR team has already witnessed that there is litigation being pursued from an employee standpoint against employers as it relates to COVID-19 and not a properly applying the FFCRA. And so, and then also just, you know, additional wage and hour disputes. That is something that we want to do everything in our power to take care of our employees. But also at the same time, we do want to make sure that we are doing everything that's lawfully uh, expected from us as a business owner standpoint. And this applies, and you actually can go to uh, the summary, but small businesses are probably the most at risk for this type of the legal violations that really could occur. I know this is a lot to process and to think about because, you know, in the midst of this, you have to also think about, you know, your clients and how are you best? How is your business model best supporting your client base? And I would say that, again, we just can hopefully be methodical in our approach in returning back to work. And can we also go back to just also operating from a place of, using common sense and not ultimately rushing into large groups and large meetings that we can still apply the same level of technology from a meeting standpoint, that even if you're doing a phased approach back into the workplace, you can still have, you know, Zoom meetings or Zoho meetings and you not have to still meet and it's, you know, right beside each other. There are still very efficient ways to conduct, you know, conference calls and meetings. Now, out of everyone, I totally agree. I'm, I'm pretty much I'm webinared out, <laughs> conference call, and video chatted out. I understand. And, and sometimes I can agree with this too, is that we lack just that human interaction, that face-to-face connection. But right now, it's practicing safety, and it's safety first. And so if we need to still employ some of those, you know, just technological uh, type of uh, advances, technological solutions in our workplace, this is the best time to still use those, but be start returning back into, you know, even the physical workplace. Now, you may, you may even want to create, and we have some of this at Willis HR too, some of the, you know, safety etiquette guides and training. It can be really quick. You can even use uh, things like Powtoon or even PowerPoint for that matter, and create create guidelines and just general etiquette that your employees would be um, advised to follow and just make it easily accessible to your employees as well. There should be safety protocols in place. We talked about that a little bit earlier, whether it's the PPE or what you're doing in regards to making your faucets hands-free or your paper towel dispensers. And I know that that costs money, right? 
So if you even want to, you know, go on Pinterest or even Google, what are some of the, you know, budget friendly ways to make this happen? Because you, again, want to make sure that there is protection to your employees and also just a protection, honestly, for yourself as well. And then you're also protecting the business from a liability standpoint. Now, what happens if employee returns back to work in the physical space and they actually contract COVID-19? Well, I don't know if you know this, but some employees have actually filed worker compensation claims. So it's workers comp. And, you know, as I think that that's very gray right now on what's happening with those claims, I think that there would be uh, substantial documentation needed to warrant those claims. There still is that additional pressure, I think, to the employer and even the liability of if you're asking me to return back to work, then does the employer actually have liability if the employee does contract COVID-19? I think that's still up in the air. I, I would certainly impress upon you to partner with an HR consultant. And because there are additional practices, maybe even waivers they can put in place, I would say that that's a case-by-case basis from our clients. And I think we should talk through just the consequences or ramifications of taking those additional steps. And then what's the communication process even once an employee has contracted, or if they do, COVID-19. So again, lots to think about, lots to consider. There is a return to work, uh, returning to the workspace checklist that is on our website as well, on our HR store. It's under HR Essentials on the website. I would recommend downloading that and then walking through so you can prepare. And then if you have any additional questions, please feel free to reach out to the Willis HR team. We're here for you. You can feel free to call us at 803-714-3715, or you can email us, info at willishr.com. We just want to help many businesses as they're transitioning. This is just, it can be very overwhelming. And not to mention the fact that you're still balancing, you know, your your uh, friends, well, your friends shouldn't be over, but your family and even kids and pets and, you know, all that stuff. So this is a heavy burden on people. And I ask that we continue to be empathetic and supportive. And, and with that, I do also recommend, if at all possible, being flexible with your employee base because schools are still still out, right? So in, maybe the daycare facilities are not even reopening or some are not choosing to reopen. And so there is, uh, you know, flexibility that has to be, it's just going to be required from the employer standpoint. And we as business owners are going to have to get creative on how we are servicing our clients and our customers while also taking care of our employees as well. Now, I was on a additional interview actually with um, United Way, the Small Business Alliance, and one of the um, individuals I was interviewing actually said that how you're treating your employees today in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of COVID-19, will be so impactful for tomorrow. So it's the decisions that leaders are making today will impact your culture, impact your um, employee retention, and your turnover. And so, yes, I know that unemployment rates are increasing, but at the same point in time, you have valuable, dedicated employees. And it's going to be crucial that in three to six months, they're also going to have the option to apply for other positions. And so that's something to think about when taking care of your employees and taking care of your culture. So I'm advising you to make good decisions 
and uh, practice safe tips as we are reopening in the midst of COVID-19. Thank you. We wish you a very good night. Thank you.